welcome to True to the Bible podcast with Hunter Davis. Thanks for joining us for this lesson in our series, Who I Am, where we'll be studying the book of John and where we see that John is writing these things to everyone so they might believe and that in believing they might have life. In this awesome book where John presents the Messiah Jesus as God, we'll see lots of key truths and great application that we can apply to our own life. Well, thanks again for joining us. We hope that you enjoy this lesson. We're going to be talking about actually both the timeline and geography of Jesus' early ministry this morning. So um, let me open us in prayer and we'll get started. Father, we thank you so much for this morning, for this chance to look into your word and to just try to piece together the timeline of the early New Testament um, timeline and, and geography. And Father, we pray that you would uh, help us learn from one another this morning. We pray for Hunter and for everybody traveling to the GES conference this week. And we pray that our time would be productive and honoring to you this morning. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. So... What we're going to be looking at is mainly, you know, we, we've started the book of John. We've sort of made it through the first chapter, but I want to kind of revisit the first chapter a little bit and talk about how the beginning of John fits into the other three Gospels, and then also look at, try to sort of trace the path of where Jesus' early ministry went. So I want to start with a question. Off the top of your heads, can anyone tell me where the book of John says Jesus was baptized? You mean like a verse? Number? What location? Sorry, what location? Oh, okay. Yeah. What was that? I thought I heard something. Someone mumbled Jordan. Yeah. Jordan River is correct. Well. Jordan River is correct. But John, we'll come back to that. Okay, I want to compare, we want to compare, I want to start by comparing three of the Gospels and looking at different accounts of what we looked at last week around the same time period. So I think um, I'm going to start by, you'll just read one chunk at a time. So I've got Gatlin reading stuff from Matthew. So go ahead and read those. All right, Matthew 3. Uh, 1 and 2. Now in those days John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judah saying, Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then 5 and, uh, and 6. 5 and 6. The Jerusalem was going out to him and all, and all Judah and all, all the district around the Jordan and they were all being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they confessed their sins. Okay. So from that we hear that Jesus is or excuse me, John the Baptist is in the area of Judea. What else did it say for for where he is? It just said wilderness of Judea, and he's baptizing. Did it say something about the Jordan? Yeah. In the Jordan River. This the Jordan River. So we got this is Judea down here. We got where Bethlehem and Jerusalem are, and so people kind of figure that that John at that point was baptizing down in this area. All right, um, Molly, you've got Mark, one, four to five. 
John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And all the country of Judea was going out to him, and all the people of Jerusalem. And they were being baptized by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins. All right. So same thing. Jerusalem is in Judea, and it talks about the people from Jerusalem and the surrounding areas going to be baptized by John in the Jordan River. Millie. Luke 4, 3, 2 to 3. Yeah. In the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, the son of Zacharias, in the wilderness. And he came into all the district around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Okay, so there, Luke doesn't really mention Judea. He just says in all the district around the Jordan. The Jordan River connects Sea of Galilee up here at the top to the dead. Well, that says Salt Sea on this map, but the Dead Sea. All right, let's look at the next chunk here. Gatlin? 13-32. Yeah. Uh, then Jesus arrived from Galilee at, at the Jordan coming to John to be baptized by him. But John tried to prevent him, saying, I have, uh, I have need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? But Jesus answered, uh, answering said to him, Permit it at this time, for in this way it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he permitted him. After being baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. And behold, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending as a dove, and lightning on him. And behold, a voice uh, out of the heavens said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he then became hungry. Okay. So there we hear, scoot this down a bit. Jesus comes from Galilee to wherever John was baptizing. Kind of assume, I keep trying to do touchscreen over there. <laughs> that doesn't work. Do you want me to move it for you? Oh, uh, that's okay. So he comes from Galilee. Galilee's this region up here because you know Jesus is from Nazareth. And he comes to wherever John is baptizing. We kind of assume it's down here. And he's baptized by John. And it says that the Spirit of the Lord came and descended upon him. And then he, from there he goes to the wilderness. They kind of just sort of considered any area back over here in the wilderness, right? Sometimes they just say any area around past the, this side of the Jordan was wilderness. But could have been anywhere up in this area. Um, Molly. 1, 9 to 13. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And immediately coming out from the water, he saw the heavens opening and the spirit like a dove descending upon him. And a voice came from the heavens, you are my beloved son and, who, and you I am well pleased. And immediately the spirit brought him into the wilderness and he was in the wilderness for 40 days, being tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild animals and the angels were serving him. Okay. And then Millie. Um, Luke, Luke 3, 21 and 22. Now when all the people were baptized, Jesus was also baptized. And while he was praying, heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove, and a voice came out of heaven, You are my beloved Son, and you I am well pleased. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led around by the Spirit in the wilderness for 40 days, being tempted by the devil. And he ate nothing during those days, and when they had ended, he became hungry. Okay, so you notice so far there's 
These are very similar, right? Matthew, Mark, and Luke give very similar accounts um, that Jesus comes from Galilee to the area of Judea around the Jordan, is baptized, he goes to the wilderness to be tempted. And then, uh, Gavin, what's 4, 11 to 12 say? Uh, 11, then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and began to minister to him. Now when Jesus heard that John had been taken into custody, he withdrew into Galilee. Okay, so when it talks about John being taken into custody, that's talking about John the Baptist, okay? Um, so that's, that's the next event that Matthew talks about after the wilderness. Molly, what does Mark say? Uh, now after John was taken into custody, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of God. Okay, so very similar, Millie. And Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through all the surrounding district. Okay, so all three of those are sort of the next event that happens after Jesus' temptation in the wilderness. The Luke account doesn't actually mention anything about um, after John was taken into custody or anything like that, but it talks about him returning to Galilee. Okay, so I want to look now, I want to do a little bit of a sword drill. You guys know what a sword drill is? Bible drill. Yes. A, now, some of you will be on electronic Bibles, but so just don't open them. We're gonna. I want you to go. When I say go, go to John chapter one, and I want you to find where. Oh, there you go. Anybody else need a Bible? Okay, when I say go, not yet. When I say go, go to John chapter 1, and I want you to find where it talks about Jesus being baptized. Go. When you find it, stand up. Go ahead. Wiley. Yeah. Which version? Huh? No, you got to find it. Well, like, well, what specifically are you asking? No, just, just, just stand up and read what, what you found. I did not recognize him, but so that he might be manifest in Israel, I came baptizing in water. John testified, saying, I've seen the Spirit descending as a dove out of heaven, and he remained upon him. I did not recognize him, but he who sent me to baptize in water said to me, He upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining upon him. This is the one who baptizes in the Holy Spirit. Okay. I myself have seen and testified this. Okay, good. So, what do you notice about that passage? Is there anything that sticks out to you? Are we seeing Jesus get baptized here? No. We're not seeing Jesus get baptized. So what's what? that's already happened, right? But we do see John talking about when Jesus was baptized. And he says that the, the Spirit of the Lord descended on him and he's... He himself is now testifying because the Spirit testified that this is the Son of God, right? So, in the grand scheme of things, as we read forward, as we already read last week, these events, we don't see, we don't actually see Jesus get baptized. And we don't hear anything about being tempted in the wilderness, okay? Um, a lot of people say, because in chapter 1, verse 28, you know, last week we, were, we looked at like five different days or 
three different days or something like that. And in the first day, it talks about, uh, this would be in John chapter 1, starting in verse 19 and going to verse 28, we, we see the Jewish leaders questioning Jesus, or questioning John, as to who John is. And John says, I'm not the Christ. Um, I'm more or less paving the way for the Christ, right? And it says, these things... In verse 29, these things took place in Bethany beyond the Jordan where John was baptizing. And because it says that in John, that's the only place in the Bible that it talks about Bethany beyond the Jordan. Okay, So a lot of, like if I do a Google search and I say where was Jesus baptized, a lot of times things will pop up saying that Jesus was baptized at Bethany beyond the Jordan. But John's only place that mentions that, and John doesn't actually take us to the place where it doesn't, we don't see Jesus baptized there, right? We just hear John talking about Jesus being baptized. And we know that since Jesus was tempted for 40 days and 40 nights, that this is at least 40 days or 40 nights after Jesus was baptized. So we don't know for sure whether Jesus was actually baptized in Bethany beyond the Jordan. We just know that that's where Jesus, where John was baptizing when Jesus walked back past him, right? At least 40 days later. Um, so, let's read John 3, somebody, somebody read John 3, 23 and 24. Who wants to read that? Millie, go ahead. 23 and 24? Yeah. <clears throat> John also was baptizing in, how do you say that? Probably Anon. Anon near Salim. Salim, because there was much water there. And people were coming and were being baptized, for John had not yet been thrown into prison. Okay, so here it says John, talking about John the Baptist, had not been thrown into prison, okay? And that it also says that John was baptizing in Anon near Salim, which is up in this area. So, of course, that's also near the Jordan. So, so far, we've heard about John baptizing in the area of Judea, right, in the Jordan. But we've also, in John, it talks about him being up here in Salim, baptizing also near the Jordan. But what I wanted to point out here was that at least John chapter 1, John chapter 2, and this part of John chapter 3 says that this all happened before John was taken into custody. And actually, so what we find out is that all the way through chapter 5, all these events from 119 to 547 take place between those places in Matthew, Mark, and Luke where it says he was tempted and he returns to Galilee. Okay, so. I think it's good for us to just sort of be able to picture sometimes how these things fit together and how the Gospels fit together. Because, you know, last week Hunter talked about three callings, right? Can you guys describe what those three callings were? I think he called them three callings. You guys remember what they were? Oh, yeah, I remember so well. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't here last Sunday either. So. Okay. So, or maybe, maybe it wasn't callings, but the followings. 
So John chapter 1. Let's go back to John chapter 1 real quick. Whoops. So... When we read John chapter 1, let, let's just jump back through the days that it talks about here. Um, so we already said, we already talked about how in 19, verse 19 to verse 28, we've got the Jewish leaders questioning John as to who he is. Are you the Christ? Blah, blah, blah. And it says these, took, these things took place in Bethany beyond the Jordan. And then it says in verse 29, the next day, he saw Jesus coming to him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And when we're looking at chronology and trying to f- see how things fit together, sometimes the Gospels give us certain key words or phrases so that we can kind of piece it together. In this instance, in John chapter 1, he uses the next day a lot. So we kind of get a chronology and we know that things happened the, the very next day. Uh, in the book of Mark, Mark uses the word immediately a lot. Like it says, um, immediately after that, this took place. Or immediately after that, this took place. Um, so here, verse 29, we see the first day change, right? So we, the next day, Jesus walks by. John says, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. You go to verse 35. It says, again, the next day, John was standing with two of his disciples, and he looked at Jesus as he walked and said, behold the Lamb of God. And it says, the two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. So two people that had been following John the Baptist leave to follow Jesus. So let's, let's kind of map this out. Let's just let's call the first one day one. Okay, Day one, this is, we'll just say, John 1, 19 to 28. Um, we'll just say... John questioned. And then day two, it says the next day, we'll say 29 to 34, is when Jesus walks by and John, the first day, or is the first time that John says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Okay? So, Lamb of God. Then we have day, let's see, we skip ahead. During that same day, day two, it says that one of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. Who do we think the other guy was? Did we talk about this? Oh, sorry, yeah, you're correct. Well, Verse 35 again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Day three. Yeah, you're right. Day three goes 135 to 42. Okay. And so we're going to say John's disciples follow Jesus. Okay. Two of them. Okay. So, one's Andrew. Who do you think the other one is? John. Why do you think it's John? 
All I remember is that you had said that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So some reasons I think it's John, and I think and Hunter may have talked about this too. Wait, John the disciple. John the disciple. Okay, not John the Baptist. There's two Johns here. First of all, because John's writing this, right? So John obviously had some knowledge about it. N none of the other three Gospels mention this account, so we kind of figure John may have been one of the other disciples. Another reason is that John never names himself in the book of John, right? He typically calls himself the disciple who, who Jesus loved. So it seems like he's very careful not to ever say his own name. And so it mentions two people, and he only names one. So I kind of figure the other one is, is him. So anyway, it then says in verse 40, one of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He found first his own brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which translated means Christ. He brought him to Jesus, looked at him, and said, You are Simon, son of John. You shall be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. Okay, so in this day three, two of John's disciples follow Jesus, and they introduce Peter to Jesus. Okay, Then verse 43, the next day, he purposed to go into Galilee. So we're now in day four, we'll say. And that is 143 to 50 to 51. Okay. And what do we see here? We see that Jesus enters Galilee. Okay. And we also see during this day, it says <coughs> he purposed to go into Galilee and he found Philip. Jesus said to him, follow me. And we, we read through this last week. So they meet Philip, and then Philip goes and finds Nathaniel, and Nathaniel comes, and Jesus says, I saw you under the fig tree before, uh, what you say? Before Philip called you when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. And Nathaniel says, you are the king of Israel. You are the son of God. Okay. Um, then, something interesting happens. We get to chapter 2. And what does it say in John 2, verse 1? On the third day. On the third day. What's it say? We go ahead and read the whole verse. On the third day there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Okay, so it says on the third day. Now, Do you think he's talking about here? Because we just we just numbered off three days, right? We or we numbered off four days. Um, but here it says that John's disciples follow Jesus. So let me jump back to that for a moment. Going back to what we call day three in verse verses thirty-five to forty-two. The two disciples, starting in verse 37, the two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. And Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, What do you seek? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and you will see. So they came and saw where he was staying, <coughs> and they stayed with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. You guys know what time of day is the tenth hour? Anybody of you know? in Jewish 
custom? Well, the day started in the evening. Well, the day, yeah, the, the day started in the evening, so like a, like Sunday would start so what we call Saturday at 6 p.m. Yeah. Right? But when they start, they kind of had night and then day, right? Their, their, their new day started with a night mm -hmm. and then went to morning. So during the day, though, when they would call something the, like this, the third hour or the sixth hour or the tenth hour, they kind of measured it from 6 a.m. So, you know, Jesus was put on the cross at the third hour of the day, 9 a.m. Or no, maybe. And then it fell dark at the sixth hour, that's like noon. And then he, he died at the ninth hour, which is, is 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So if we're talking the tenth hour, it's like 4 p.m., okay? So 4 p.m. on this day, the disciples, these two have gone with Jesus, and it says that he, they stayed with him wherever it was he was staying. And that's before he goes to Galilee, right? Before he goes to Galilee. Remind me, Galilee's up here. And in chapter 2, verse 1, when it says, on the third day, they went to a wedding in Cana. Cana's in Galilee, okay? So, circling back, in 2.1, when it says, on the third day, what are some guesses you might have as to what the third day was? Third day of the week. Third day of the week. Third day of a feast? Maybe. Maybe the third day of the month. Third day of the month. If third day of the ministry? No. Well, let's, let's think about this for a minute. So day one, all, all this talked about is John being questioned. Okay. Day two, Jesus walks by and John says, Behold the Lamb of God. The next day starts the same way. Jesus walks by again. John says, Behold the Lamb of God. And these two guys follow him, right? I think that when John says in chapter 2, verse 1, when he says, On the third day there was a wedding in Cana, I think it's the third day that John is, has followed Jesus. The third day that he's kind of been hanging out with Jesus. So I, I think, I personally think, and I don't know this for sure, Where'd my marker go? The one that works. In your pocket. Under the Bible. Aha. Day five. I kind of think that day five is <laughs> the third day. Because I think this was a monumental day. John and Andrew, right? This is the first day that they like go stay, they stayed with Jesus. It was four o'clock. They typically call it a day. The sun goes down about 6 p.m. So they just stayed with him. It sounds like they stayed the night wherever he was staying. Okay. By the way, where were these, where was Andrew, Peter, James, and John? Where were they from? You guys know? City. Wasn't it Bethsaida? Bethsaida. Bethsaida is up here, right? This is the Sea of Galilee. They were all fishermen, right? So they're from up here. So w whether Jesus was bad, whether their meeting 
Jesus here or down here, they're not they're not close to their own home, so they're not staying in their own house right now, right? Anyway, I, I think that this was a monumental day for John, and he considers this like his first day hanging out with Jesus. So when he says the third day, I think he's just saying it's the third day that we had started following him, even though he's already talked about five different days here. Now, um, you'll notice on this map, here it says Bethany beyond the Jordan. And it says baptism, traditional site. Okay. Up here this says Bethany beyond the Jordan. Baptism possible site. So there's people don't really know for certain where Bethany beyond the Jordan was. I think the people that place it down here place it here because in Matthew, Mark, and Luke it says that that John was baptizing in the area of Judea. And Judea is down in this area, right? And so, and Jesus was likely baptized. I think Jesus was baptized down here. But I don't think that's where Bethany beyond the Jordan is. Because I think after Jesus was baptized, he went away to the wilderness for 40 days. And when he came back, now I don't know that it was right when he came back that he sees John and John says, Behold the Lamb of God. But it could have been. could have been on his way back from, from the wilderness. But either way, I don't think that, I don't think that John was still down here, baptizing, and um, let's go to the next map. You'll notice on this map, it also it gives two possibilities here for Bethany being on the Jordan, here, and then way up here, and so. Day three, they start following Jesus. Day four, Jesus enters Galilee. Okay. Again, Galilee's up in this area. You've got Galilee, Samaria, Judea, Decapolis, Korea. And day five, they're in Cana. Okay. Cana's here. Um where do you guys, do you think that Bethany beyond the Jordan, and then tell me why. Do you think it's down here, or do you think it's closer to up here? I think it's further up there. Because the other ones that describe his baptism don't say it was there. They don't say that he was in Bethany, right? So it's like he left him somewhere. I, I think it's up closer to the top as well. Uh, whether, whether it's this location that's really close to the Sea of Galilee or whether it's um, this one that's kind of towards the middle. You know, one shows it here, one shows it here, or possibility here, one shows the possibility up here. I think it's one of these two locations. I think they're more probable for a few reasons. What's the longest you guys have ever walked? The furthest you've ever walked in a single day, anybody? Ever kept track of that, or wore a Fitbit, or? The most you've walked? Probably. Do you think it was? A few miles. Six miles. 
Anybody think you've walked more than 10 miles in a day? Yeah? 15? Yeah? How far do you think you've gone? 22-ish. Okay. So, let's see. We've got a scale on this drawing, right? This is going to be very scientific. Watch this. 30 miles. This is 30 miles, okay? I'm going from Bethany down here. By, by this really scientific measurement here, this is 60 miles, okay? Straight line shot from this Bethany down here to Cana. We know that this day they stayed with Jesus wherever he had been staying because it was 4 o'clock, right? By this day, they're at a wedding in Cana, okay? Using... Actually, I'm going to go to this next map. Um, actually, these next few maps I did for you. You can't see the scale because the, the screen cut it off, but um, I'm just going to go ahead. Oops. You guys see this line here? Yeah. Each white and each green segment is 10 miles long, so 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. 70, no, 60, about 68 miles, according to this map, from, from this Bethany, this possible Bethany site, to Cana. Remind you, I'll remind you that's a straight line shot, okay? They probably didn't walk a straight line. This is more like 20 miles, okay? Straight line shot. Uh, things that I looked at said that they probably, if they were walking from this Bethany down here, this is likely the path they took to get to Cana. <coughs> yes, ma'am. Did you say that they walked all night in one day? I didn't say. It, it appears as though that they left where they had been staying on what we call day four and maybe on day five. If, if the third day means from the third day that they started hanging out with Jesus, then they're at the wedding probably the night in the evening of day five. So it's kind of, they had, kind of had two days to walk. Okay. That's too much for me. So. <laughs> it's too much for us. You wouldn't do that. <laughs> and, and they didn't have, you know, Nikes, right? 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, you know, 75 miles if they took this path. The reason they might take this path is, first of all, Jews didn't like to walk through Samaria. Now, Jesus did walk through Samaria at times, and it's possible that they walked through Samaria. But they probably followed this side of the Jordan River, and then once they got past Samaria, they kind of cut across, and they would ju jump through these towns here, and they'd go right through Nazareth. It does say that Jesus' mother was at this wedding. Um, I don't know whether if they went and picked her up or not. Uh, the Chosen says she was there helping already. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it was this place up here, right, this, this uh, location, if that's where Bethany beyond the Jordan was, then you really have about 20, maybe 25 miles. And that sounds more doable in a two-day trek than trying to make, what do we say, 75 miles in a few days. And now that other location from the other map was probably about right here. So it'd make it 10, 20, 30, 35 miles. You guys did 22 miles in a day. So you could still do 
you could still do that. Um, the other reason I think that maybe it's closer to up here is uh, all five of those people that it mentions, uh, you know, we got, well, it doesn't mention John, just mentions one of the disciples, and then Andrew, and Peter, and Philip, and Nathaniel. They were all Galileans, okay? They were all from up in this area, and three of them were fishermen. Um, this is the Dead Sea down here. Lori's been in the Dead Sea, right? Mm -hmm. What'd you do there? Floated. Floated? Why'd you float? Yeah. Nothing's living in it. Nothing's living in it. So there's no fish. There are no fish in the Dead Sea, okay? So now it's possible because two of these guys have been following John the Baptist, right? And they may have been following John the Baptist all over the place, wherever he was. But it's just, I find it doubtful that five Galileans, three of them fishermen, were just hanging out down here. They could have been. Um, and honestly, guys, exactly where Bethany beyond the Jordan is doesn't matter a whole lot. I just like to try to piece these things together because I think it helps us um, be able to piece how John fits between Matthew, Mark, and Luke and be able to just sort of put yourself in that place. JB talks about how it's, it's good to try to put yourself where, where they were and sort of visualize what was going on. But and I think, too, is some of the apparent like contradictions sometimes people think there are in the New Testament, that sometimes taking the time to be able to piece these things together shows that it does fit right. when you start digging. That's true. So, that can... So, in the first part of John, so let's piece these together. So, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they talk about the baptism, right? They talk about the baptism. It sounds as though maybe Jesus' baptism was down here. In the area of Judea, John's in the wilderness of Judea, baptizing people in the Jordan. Okay, then Jesus, after he's baptized, he goes off to the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. And there's this big gap in Matthew, Mark, and Luke where they don't talk about the things that John talks about. And um, so we jump to John, and when we when we first get into John, John says that Jesus walks by, and John the Baptist says, Behold the Lamb of God. And that took place, it does say, Bethany beyond the Jordan, the only place in the Bible where that place is talked about. Um, we don't know exactly where that is, but maybe it's here, maybe it's here, maybe it's down here. Nonetheless, it, from what John says, there's the next day, and the next day, and the next day, and the third day. And we had five of Jesus' disciples, all from Galilee, it seemed as following. Now, we don't know that they all five went with him to Cana for the wedding. It, we kind of guessed that maybe they did. Um, Nathaniel was actually from Cana, so he may, he may have been invited to the wedding. Um, but they, they may have all five gone. And it says, and we'll talk about this. Hunter will get to this probably next week. Um, about what happens at the wedding. Afterwards, it says his, his disciples believed in him. Okay. But I, it wasn't all 12. He didn't have all 12 disciples at that wedding in Cana. Okay. Um, so from there, as we move our way into John a little bit, he goes from Cana 
he goes up to Capernaum. John also says then he, he goes down to Jerusalem for Passover because there were three f- festivals every year that Jews would travel to, to Jerusalem for. Okay, and once again, I think it probably took a like if you were traveling with your family, it's going to take probably a good week to get from from up in Galilee down to Jerusalem. But um, and then you have. From there, he, it seems like he did go back through Samaria because he meets the woman at the well in Sakar. That's right here. Okay. And then, then it's probably, it, it talks about him returning after the, the woman at the well. He stays in Sakar for two more days because the people beg him to, right? This is many people believed there. <clears throat> then he returns to Galilee. Um, I think John talks about him actually going back to Cana again. And then quickly actually has him back at another f- feast. So this may have been like either Pentecost, which is a couple months after Passover. It could have even been the, f- the Feast of Tabernacles, which is actually closer to like Christmas time. Um, and then he returns to Galilee again, and that's where I think Matthew, Mark, and Luke pick up. And he spends quite a bit of time in Galilee. So, um, like I said, it's not it's not the most it's, it's not of utmost importance that we know exactly where Bethany was. But I, I do I, I like to try to piece these things together. Um, and like Lori said, there are, there are people that try to discount what the Bible says based on certain things that well, people couldn't have traveled that far in two days. But, um, but anyway, I hope you guys enjoy that. I, certain people have different things they like to study or get into. Some people like geography, and um, I just like to try to piece some of that stuff together. So. Let me close this in prayer, and then we'll, we'll do a game of some sort. I have not planned a game. So. Thanks for joining us for True to the Bible podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this lesson. If you have any questions about this lesson or any of the other True to the Bible podcasts, don't hesitate to contact us at hunter.davis.com at stillwaterbible.org. Thanks again for tuning in. We hope that you join us for our next lesson.